0: All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you
1: brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers
2: and sisters. Hey, Holbert. What <laughs> happened out there? I don't can't know. quite hear myself. There we go. There we go. Now I'm talking. Now you're talking Shooting in there, and,
1: and we're listening. Ah, oh, good to be back in the studio. It feels like it's been a whole week since I've been here.
2: It's been two. <laughs> For this show. <laughs> oh, this show. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were here last Monday, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm a multi-show You are a multi-show talent, man, really. That's what I... <laughs> I'll let you say talent. I'm not going to argue with it.
3: <laughs> what kind of talent? I don't know. Talent, like, less. We're like back to year one where you actually do the show on every single Monday. Right. That was brutal. Back when you and I had nothing better to do, I <laughs> <Right>? guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I had to drive down for my software job and I'd stop in here first. Yeah. Yeah, hmm.
3: that worked quite well.
1: Yeah, I'd have to get up like 6 in the morning, get down here, get Justin woken up.
3: Yeah, You'd wake me up with a slap and tickle.
1: <laughs> slap and tickle. Police <laughs> say we'd show up with this 40-ounce coffee He'd be all wired, shaky. Yeah.
2: <laughs> John, you okay?
3: <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying my coffee. Right. <laughs>
2: like a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> you still read that style guideline? Yeah, got that right Every time oh, yeah. Every
1: time He was fantastic I love doing the shows With, with uh, Johnny. He was, he was awesome Absolutely awesome He's, yeah, doing, was, he's oh, doing wine now He's got his little yeah, Wine I thing going that, yeah. The police winery I actually have a bottle Of his wine Chilling at, Back at the estate
2: Yeah
1: hmm. We're gonna, I was going to fire it up For uh, Mother's Day
2: And Mother's Day Never came oh, I hurt, I hurt Her, my stupid back again Somebody else Couldn't open it for you
1: <laughs> right yeah opening the, the cork was a little too much uh hurt my back and um you know at, at the brewery up, didn't you uh come on tell me no no i at i, home? I, end up, I end up hurting at home
2: well, i don't want to hear about you personally oh,
1: doing what oh no um yeah, i went to the grocery store <laughs> yeah, this is a little, you got a
2: lawsuit what's going on
1: yeah it's just i don't know loading the car the groceries in the car and then okay. I got home, and then I was just like, ah, bring me some beds. And so I took some drugs and passed out. Nice. nice. That so was Mother's Day. You didn't need one. You
2: were fine. Yeah, well. Nobody else got any. But... <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Oh, my wife might have. I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> you were passed out.
1: I was passed out. I don't know what she did. <laughs> <laughs> She's having a good old Mother's Day. Really? Could have been. Well, speaking of good old days, um, well, we got the, uh, the Cleveland uh, IX Beer Fest coming up. I'm excited. That's this week? This, uh, this week, yeah. Yep. It's going to be a good time. Flying out Thursday.
3: Yep. I think I do, too. So we'll be there hanging out somewhere Thursday night. Right. And then the show's on Friday. Right. From the main stage, I think. Right. So a live Bruce Strong Of course it's the main stage. Oh, yeah. They're not putting us on the B stage. Right. (laughs) Headline act. Oh, we have Palmer. That's why. Right. (laughs) The
2: strippers are over there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We got got the Palm. John Palmer's flying up here. We got Dillinger. And then then flying there (laughs) John Dillinger Palmer. Right now, where did you learn that? Learned that on Bruce Strong. Did you learn that tasty? No, I didn't know that. That's um, a Dillinger little name. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dillinger. Those little known things. Uh, his oh. favorite
3: fruit. Little Billy.
1: His Olympic uh, aspects, things like that. Oh, that's yeah. Right. No. Oh, uh, we're gonna do that, and then we got like a VIP tasting session on Saturday. We got the awards ceremony on Saturday. Going to be doing all that. I'm getting it Friday or Thursday, and uh, who knows? Maybe I'll be up for having a beer.
3: Yeah, follow yeah. us on Twitter. You can follow uh, follow Mister Malty on Twitter too. I think. Right. Maybe we'll tell you where we're at. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's <laughs> how we're feeling.
2: That's right. I <laughs> feel
1: a little secluded More and private. Or
2: uh... if you got plenty of beer money, you won't even need anybody. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> maybe uh, do something. Yeah. 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 Well, and uh, how's things going for you, Tasty? You've been. Uh,
2: uh, out and about. i yeah, getting yeah. around. You know, brewing up some beer, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah, brewing up beer now for the northern, or for the uh, National Home Brewers Conference. I kind of got depleted recently, so I got to rebuild the inventory. <laughs> you got depleted. I keep making the same. Well, I I feel funny. Depleted, not, tasty. That's something like depleted uranium uh, or something. Yeah. Like they use it on you know. <laughs>
1: Looks M1 into, Abrams oh, yeah. tanks. It
2: looks the same, even, same size and everything. Even though, even though it's not the same thing anymore, huh? <laughs> right? Okay. So it's, but it's like that's bulletproof. I, that's it's, how I would like be depleted.
1: Explosive proof. Right. Even they line tanks with it.
3: Right. Well, you got to have a lot of beer for NHC because you got what three <laughs> different events to brew for. You got BNA six. Yeah. 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 You got and club double, night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For two and, different clubs. Oh, and that's right. Be. And then you got, and then you got a club uh, session in the in the hospitality
2: suite, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do all that. Yeah, you will. Nah, you're tasty. I, but I got to make the same stupid beers. Like if I showed up with like an Alt or a, or a Golden Strong, people I got to show up with Janet's Brown and the right. Tasty APA. I got to make these same
3: beers.
1: Nah, you make something new.
2: As long as, see,
3: as long as you show up with Janet's Brown, you can make... Everything else can be new. Well, uh, that's in the fermenter. That's, that's in,
2: I can make it, something different.
1: Well, and I think you can make something different. I think if people don't like it, tough. Go, go drink something else. You don't want to drink it. Right. Monster. It's quality beer. Are you going to complain? Or are you going to enjoy it?
2: Well, no, it's just fun to carry on the shtick about the <laughs> beer. <laughs> right, right. <That's> fun <laughs> for everybody, yeah. not just me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Heretic, we're coming um, out with a beer called... Uh, Janice Brown. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah? Yeah, what yeah. kind of, Is that going to be kind yeah, of a hoppy
1: it's kind of a... a hoppy a American brown, brown, brown ale, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I Yeah, you know, I just came up with the, the recipe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's an award-winning yeah. recipe, you know, uh, something, you know. Well, uh, it's a great name. Different, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw Jan- the recipe Janice on the internet
2: brown. or something, I guess. Huh?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. no, I just, just came up with it. Uh, in, a you book, know, in a book, maybe? Yeah, flip it through a book or something, and yeah. Yeah. Janice, uh, you know Janice at the Homebrewers Association. It's named after her.
3: Yeah, yeah. Of course. So it's totally Janice you. Brown. You know, you're Janice killing Brown. me here. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and then I, well, Chris was telling me that you guys are going to put out some, uh, a yummy APA too. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Yummy, APA.
1: yummy APA. Yeah. It's kind of you know the uh, lighter, kind of like a you know Pliny done light.
2: Right, and you're gonna have a little a good idea. Uh, cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. Called I, Yummy, you, is we that just idea? came up with it, and I think it's, I think it's uh, a fantastic idea. And you're gonna have a little cartoon character named Yummy or something. Yes, yeah, I get yes. it. So you were this. in the meeting too, Taste. Yeah, right? I think I know. I right. You heard about this? I know I mean, the scam. Actually,
3: we we've uh,
1: <laughs> you know we've we've really been uh, you know promoting this on uh, Facebook, and uh, mm-hmm. you'll you'll find that uh, you know of course we have to trademark all this stuff.
2: Yeah, you know, well, it's probably already trademarked. Probably, you We don't want
1: other people you know horning in on our business. So anything that sounds like Janice brown we're gonna have to sorry Put the guy box. well yeah.
3: you know the chat room is saying that you know they'd like to see janet's evil twin oh, <laughs> they, janet's thought, a, they thought that that would be a nice beer that janet's could come
1: out of <laughs> <air into>
2: that <laughs> here <laughs> yeah. that's a good idea i great. like that <laughs> you be already <laughs> you really leapfrog off that yeah
3: there you go yeah that's the imperial version of your evil twin
1: there you go <laughs> <laughs> janet's, janet's evil, evil twin. twin yeah that's pretty good uh, uh, that's a good one. Well, and you've you've been uh, uh, <coughs> quite the active fellow. You went down to the SoCal Homebrew Fest.
3: Yeah, so for the second year, I got to go down to the SoCal Homebrew Festival, and uh, man, I just love that fest. It's mm-hmm. just so fun, and uh, the clubs all down there are so active, very active. A lot of different beers being poured, and just good people. And uh, none it's of a, it's you know, a
1: big fest too.
3: It's big. There's a lot more people that, you know, I can only equate it to the NorCal Homebrew Fest because that's, uh-huh. that's the only other homebrew fest besides the national conference, you know, that I've been to. And uh, it, it, it's about three times the size of that in terms of the amount of people that go. And what, 500,
1: 600, 700? There had
3: to be 600, 700 this year, yeah. And, and
2: yeah. that many more faucets, too, I think.
3: Another, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, of course, you got clubs down there like the Maltos Falcons who, who bring 50 different beers. You mm-hmm. know, and other clubs, too. I mean, a lot of big ones down there. Yeah. Uh, so it was a good time, and because I didn't have my beer pouring entourage this year, I was on the beer pouring side. So I brought Tasty's beer and Chad's sure. beer and Doc's beer, and I got to just sit talking beer with people all day. It was great. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm out running around while they, you know, who wants you don't want to talk to the non brewer if the brewer's there. Right. Well, since none of the brewers were there, I had their recipes with me, and I just got to talk about the beer. It's a great time. Cool. So I really enjoyed it, and uh, you know, if you can ever, I, I want you to go down to that festival.
1: I want to go down so bad. Every year there's like one thing or another that conflicts with uh, me doing it. I used to, uh, I used to go ahead and reserve a campsite and an RV site, you know, and I'd go ahead and pay for that thing and have it all reserved, and then the date would come, and then I some other conflict. Nope, can't yeah, do it. Yeah. So I, I actually stopped doing that now, and I just like well. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. If I do, I'll go sleep in somebody's tent or something. Who knows? There you go. But yeah, you kinda... should try
3: to. Well, try again for next year. And you know, yeah. there's a there's a pro night portion of it too, uh-huh. Uh-huh. because on the Friday night before, and they don't have too many breweries that do that, so it's right. it's still pretty intimate for that. I think you could maybe you know, I get like in. Intimate. Yeah, I think, and it's dark. Right. <laughs> so, that
1: works in my favor.
3: Yeah. I think, you know, maybe Heretic could pour on the Friday, and then you just stay for the homebrew side (laughs) on Saturday.
1: See, then it's business-related. Yeah. Oh, dear, I have to do it. (laughs) That's right. It's part of the business.
3: And I know they like to alternate the the brewers that they get each year on the Friday. They don't like to always have the same brewery, so that's another thing in your favor, I think.
1: There you go. Yeah. Now, if we just had good beer... Wow. We could, we could do that. Let us know how the Janice. How about some Janice Brown twin turns out? Hey, Janice's <laughs> yeah. Brown twin.
3: Ah, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, evil I def- twin. Try for next year, and I, I'm sure that uh, Tasty and Chad are sick in here uh, of hearing what a good time it was too. Uh, so I uh, bet I bet year.
2: they'll make it next year. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We would have gone this year. We had a conflict. Yeah, because you guys have gone in the past. Yeah, well, yeah. year before last. Yeah, the yeah. year before this one it was great. I loved
1: it. Great yeah. time. Yeah. Well, we got Northern Cal coming up too.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to make it to that, too, because they finally moved it away from GABF.
1: Right, yeah. If, it, if it's conflicting with GABF, it can't go. Man. I've already got my hotel reservations for GABF. I'm got my. Uh, i I'm, I'm going to Dixie Cup in uh, Houston in October. Oh, really? And they invited me out. I'm going to go ahead and do that. That's uh, October nice. 20th through the 22nd I'm going to be there. Okay. What's that all about? Our 23rd. It's a huge competition like, you know, thousand entries. Um wow. been running for a long time mm-hmm. and um they've been it's a big event. They've had big speakers in the past, uh, you know, going out there. So, uh I think they ran out of speakers and, you know, high people. And so now they're, you know, they're down to <laughs> well, the the lower their guidelines. they lowered, you know, they, yeah, they uh, lowered the the bar uh-huh. and they're just like, well, We've run out of people low on the totem pole. We're pretty much out of people.
2: Hey, how about this guy? Go. <laughs> so, they don't get it like the people in Cleveland, do they? They don't get it. Right, right, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah the people in Cleveland, they they, they get it. Get
2: it. But, yeah.
1: You know, but I, but still, kudos to the the Houston people to uh, folks, realize that yeah. uh, I'm better than nothing. <laughs> 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 right, just a little bit better. Yeah, than yeah, nothing. Very insightful in their part. Yeah. Right, they they found value in there. Somehow. They could have just like had an empty podium. Yeah. And they're like, well, all right, okay, sure, all right. (laughs) We can always just not pay attention. Go have
2: some beer. Well, that's so, a big they comp. Are. They have like six hundred. Would you say you already say like a thousand? A thousand, I thousand wow.
1: In the past, it, it, you know, in the years past, it was always running around six, seven hundred, and then um, yes. it grew and grew and grew. And I think it's it's running a thousand or over
2: a thousand. And then they got some other stuff around it, right? They got some sem- maybe some seminars or something. Yeah,
1: they do some seminars. Yeah. They have uh, you know um, uh, you know a, a, a pub crawl. They have yeah. you know. They have, like, a, a morning breakfast barley wine tasting. <laughs> they have all sorts of stuff. They have dinners. You know, it's like this huge list of things. I'm too old and feeble to uh, take part in. But Sounds like a blast. I'll be able to, you know, yeah. Viagra up for, uh, you know, doing a 15-minute a talk and having a beer and then going to my room and going to sleep.
3: Perfect. Yeah.
1: You know what you're getting when, when you sign me up for, a, <laughs> yeah. for an event. That's yeah. pretty much it.
3: 15 minutes of goodness. <laughs> and then a grumpy old
1: man. Right. And then with my, if it's more like, you know, two minutes, and then, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, and don't forget uh, our grumpy old sponsor, Northern Brewer. Uh, northernbrewer.com. These guys have been uh, sponsoring this show for, boy, five and a half years now?
3: Yeah. Long
2: time. I hope they don't long add that long up. time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm not even sure they know I bill them anymore. Oh, I, just, I see, right? It's just, it's just so automatic payment. Auto, auto
2: pay. Just between you and the little gather, raise <laughs> the chicks.
3: Right. One right. of these days is going to tune in, and they're going to go, "Wait, what? What? We're still what? sponsoring such that such... show? I told, I told you to cancel that a year um, ago. We,
2: God, we thought you were a monster or something. Oh, God, <laughs> right. we're paying the wrong people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Northern Brewer, they
1: they're great folks. They're funny. They're generous. They're uh, you know smart. They know a lot about brewing. They know a lot about customer service and ingredients and and really how to do it well.
2: They do a great job. Uh,
1: they're they're a fantastic group of people. I say that with with all honesty. They they are wonderful folks to know and to hang out with and to support through purchasing from from Northern Brewer. So go to the Northern Brewer site. You should always support your your local homebrew shop, but I guarantee you there is something on the northernbrewer.com dot com website that you have to have for your personal brewery that you can't get at your local homebrew shop. So go there, check it out, and uh, you know see what they have to offer. Uh, I think you'd be very pleased. You order something from Northern Brewer and uh, you're not pleased, I'd be shocked. So you 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 uh, let me know if that's the case. I'd uh, I'd be amazed if. Uh, that it would make your your world a happy place. So check it out, northernbrewer.com. All right, let's take a uh, short break, and when we come back, we're going to get into uh, uh, more about the the process side of cloning these beers. It's uh, something we promised a couple weeks ago. We'll get to it uh, right after this. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus 8. I pour it.
4: Sorry. Looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, dog. My gets a plus ten versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle, and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks.
0: Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-alcoholics anonymous?
4: Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah,
2: I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th-level
0: beer nerd. Are you a 10th-level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp y Yeast 3522 and Crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Tongue Splitter. I've got
4: tri hops stuck in my braces.
0: And the Burp barrel porter.
4: Now on tap in the Mose Eisley Cantina! Make tenth level at I love beer. I'm a brewer. I brew it. I drink it. It's in my blood, really. I'm that guy that pours malt extract on his pancakes. I wish I could just put a good brew in my pocket. And take it with me.
0: Now you can. Hey, brewers and beer lovers, why not eat the energy bar invented by a home brewer using the same ingredients in your brew? Introducing Brew Bar Energy Bars. Spelled B R U B A R. Malt, oats, vanilla, nuts, cinnamon, coconut. You've put them in your beer and you'll find them in your Brew Bar Energy Bar. All natural, made with simple ingredients chosen for the highest quality. They're new, different, and have a rich, malty flavor and smooth, moist texture, just like a fine craft brew you can find brew bar energy bars at brewbar.com or find a retailer near you and if you are a retailer you should contact them and find out how you can sell brew bar energy bars check them out at brew bar.com that's b-r-u-b-a-r.com and follow them on facebook at facebook.com slash brew bar remember it's in your brew bar
1: energy bar because it's in your brew Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine.
0: Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. <laughs> John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew.
4: Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new
0: to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, motherf. White Labs. It's
5: all in the vial. Hey BN Army, you think you're badass? Well, you are. Kind of. Like badass, but without the balls to blow something up. Hoptech in patriotic Dublin, California, recognizes your nearly badassness with a BN Army discount on every order. But there's something those boys and girls in the real army should know. If you have an APO address or a scan of an active PX card, HopTech salutes you as an actual badass and offers their things with a 15% discount on every purchase. That's the Hoptech way of saying things. To all active military personnel. 15% off ingredients, kits, equipment, as well as games, books, gifts, and more. All at hoptech.com. Whichever army you're a member of, any branch of the military, or the BN Army. Hoptech in Dublin says thank you with great discounts. Call 800 Dry Hops, visit the store in Dublin, California, or go to hoptech.com. Hoptech, serving homebrewers for 28 years. You're listening to The Brewing Network.
1: Now back to Can You Brew It? All right, we're back. And uh, as promised, a lot of people ask, you know, give them some tips on how to, uh, you know, clone their favorite beers. Because, you know, honestly... For Canyon Brew It, we're going to get to every beer, but it's going to be a decade before we're yeah. through that backlog of requests. I mean, the requests, you know, don't, don't stop sending in the requests to uh, Canyon Brew It at com. But, um, well, most people
2: you know, find themselves, uh, not uh, cloning commercial beers, it's cloning their buddy's beer. Like, hey, uh, that's true. I love your beer. Give me a recipe. Sure. Right. Here you go. Right. And then why well, then does it. then you make it and it doesn't taste the same. Like, well, you're cloning exactly. a beer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's an excellent point. Yeah, right. it, it, it's helpful in just anything you're trying to reproduce. Right. I think, you know, we, we talked about, um, you know, the, the ingredient side of thing and getting kind of an ingredients list from whatever brewer that you're trying to do, uh, right. uh, emulate, right. whether it be your, your buddy or, you know, yeah. Sierra Nevada right. or, you know, whoever. And, you know, once you have that and you've got the right ingredients, then it really boils down to process. And there's some process things that you need to be aware of. And you need to, you know, maybe change the way that you brew your beer in order to get your, your system and your process to align with uh, you know, that, what you're trying to emulate. So yeah. uh, that could be your buddy's, you know, two and a half gallon pot on the stovetop.
2: <laughs> it right. could or be is, is got cooler or his uh,
1: 330 barrel, bre- you know, fermenters at Stone. Uh, you know, they all behave a little differently. Right. So tasty! You're 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 one of our uh, premier master brewers oh, on Brewers. Yeah, keep keep going, yeah,
2: yeah. Go ahead. And, um, uh, premier with your like, your like, penis is very large. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. You uh, oh, that's, you're that, that, very that's, handsome. Oh, that's and oh you're smart. so gracious. Thank you. Yes. Also true though. That's just great. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you, but, really, uh, you really got me there. I'm going to have you uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, write my my uh, <laughs> write your eulogy there. Eulogy, right? yeah. yeah. He had a very large
2: penis. Yeah, the biggest dick I've ever never seen.
1: He was the biggest
2: dick I've ever <laughs> I can known. Tell that thing of was all, big. all
3: my friends, his was the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You guy's been right. peaking,
2: haven't you? <laughs> We've been drinking. Think, drinking, um, and peaking. All right, so, so yeah, I've okay, so I've I've right. had pretty good luck, I must say. I mean yeah, nobody's more surprised than me at some of these. Like I teased them for the first time. <laughs> On this show, because, right, right. I mean, I'm again, I'm literally right, uh, they're 12 and a half days old when I bring them uh-huh, in sometimes. Uh-huh. So right, you don't get a chance I, to taste it until now. Yeah, I just right. bottle them, and then away I go. There's no point in, like, drinking it. And, um, yeah, I'm surprised, and I get a lot of them right. That Union Jack, I'll never forget that one. That was uh, amazingly accurate and amazingly good. And, uh, that now, was awesome. Now,
1: why do, you, why do you feel that was accurate? Why or Why do you think that was awesome? You know, obviously, Matt is giving us... Yeah. Exactly what the recipe is. We got the right ingredients. What was it about your process that on your ten barrel you do you do 12, uh, ten barrel you do you do uh, twelve gallons twelve gallon brew yeah. when you brew yeah. and what about your twelve gallon process matches the what do they have at Firestone nineties eighties
2: I think it's an eighty barrel brew house right Yeah, they make eighty eighty barrel batches. Yeah, I think right. so. Something yeah. like
1: that? Yeah. All right. So, what is it about? How do you adjust your process to match what Firestone's doing?
2: Well, and I, I don't know. Just to me, what I what I do is uh, I just, I strive for consistency, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. I can say a consistent process lets me know how recipes in general apply to my system because the the process is never never in the issue; it's always the recipe, right? So, for instance, if you have a variable process, the recipe doesn't really matter that much. But if you have a constant process, it's all about the recipe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So, so I've in, in in one way or the other, I've I've made my process such that I can repeat my own recipes, right? And the, to me, those being like normal in line as far as percentages and as commercial beers, I've I seem to be have become a person that can make beers that are pretty much like the commercial beers, uh, given you know the recipe so uh, you, uh,
1: no wait a minute you're saying like your process results in something that's similar to commercial beers anyway so you didn't need to change your process you just I have already, your process the same
2: i've already much changed it now, i've changed it a little bit like for instance the firestone walker beer Uh huh. you know matt went, went was gracious enough to give us the detail of his pretty much his whole process and he mm-hmm. gave us a lot of detail uh and the late additions and the whirlpool and and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh it was a very enlightening uh, conversation we had with him, I thought, or right. like, we listened to him, you, you interviewed him, when he gave us the insight into the hospitalization uh, in the Whirlpool.
1: Well, did I tell you how attractive Matt is?
2: For well, the, the, what this, He's going to get over him. Huh?
3: One attractive man right there. Listen, yeah. this is part of the cloning process, T.C., so you, you like have to I take have. everything into account.
2: I didn't have his picture up when I brewed. Maybe I should right. have or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, but it, okay, if it matters... Right, you can Google him on the internet. I'll check it. Yeah, I've seen That'll that. That'll work for most, yeah, most yeah, people. Yeah,
3: yeah. And look, he may be short,
1: but he's packing. He packs at pack, <laughs> wallop. Absolutely.
2: Right, so I, I did the extended whirlpool for that beer, which was a little bit different for me. I uh, did really not know a big adjustment. I basically just, instead of right. like okay. whirlpooling in and then start chilling out, I just whirlpooled it and went and did something for 30 well,
1: minutes. Well, now, so, you know, I... I don't think that's an adequate answer. I'm, I'm calling uh, calling foul here. I' don't think that's an adequate answer for our listeners because essentially what you're saying is, well my process was fine and the mm. beer turned out fine, so I'm done. It's like, well, wh- well now what about the process is, is matching what is coming out of these commercial breweries? What is it that our listeners should be doing to get get the the, the beers
2: to match? All right. Well, I would say do <laughs> do what I do, that is. <laughs> do what I do. Well, there's, Okay, I'll give you the, okay, Francis, right. Okay, for instance, yeah. right. Pay a little atten- more, more in-depth. Pay, well, pay attention to your water. Yeah. Right? So well, what about the water? Pay attention in what way? Well, okay. It's well, wet. 90% of the brewers that we ask, what do they do with their water? They say we add gypsum, right? Okay. And sometimes they'll give us the amount. And sometimes, right, right. Most of the time, we don't really care. Because we just know that if we use a water that's got a reasonable amount of calcium and a reasonable amount of sulfates. Uh-huh. We're going to make a beer very similar to theirs. Okay, and that's basically what I do for water. I've got basically two water profiles. I got one called mild ale, and one called pale ale. Uh-huh. Pale ale is what I use for like all the hoppy beers, all the And, and is, what, beer. And all what that. What is that? Well, it's like you know, uh, eighty uh, ppm calcium and uh, three hundred fifty sulfate. Uh huh. So it's pretty high. Let's, yeah, and it's pretty high, and you know, it's pretty pretty bold on on, the, on uh, trying to get a lot of hop uh, expression in the beer. Uh-huh. Now, for instance, if I made like the fish alt, all right? No, you went with the mild. I went with the mile. That that, that now, would be what, for all other beers. Now, and what, what is the profile on that? Well, it's a lot less. It's probably like uh, I think it's like forty uh, ppm calcium and uh, one hundred eighty uh, sulfates.
1: Uh huh. Now. Chad, you've you've successfully knocked out quite a few um uh candy beers as well. And you've taken on some challenges like uh Fuller's Which is tricky because they have you know some weird processes going on there, and Mm -hmm. then also there's that whole water thing where people go, oh, Burton on Trent, or you know all that that (laughs) that crap. Now let's talk about water. What what did you do with water? To how do you approach the water situation on these beers and and like the uh, especially beers out of Britain. Uh, well, uh, you're going to hate to hear my answer,
6: but uh, add gypsum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, lots of it. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely. It was a big adjustment. Um, and fermentation, you know, also. I mean, sorry to skip around right, here, but right. fermentation was a big one on that beer. Oh, yeah, right. Fuller's yeah, in absolutely. Right.
1: Um, it was Crazy profile. Up well, down and back skipping up. around, you know <laughs> like, it, 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 that was that was the weird thing because I was looking at this thing and they're talking about well you know three days in three days in we lower the the temperature to six degrees C. Yeah, it's like what? Then twenty four hours <laughs> later we raise it to eight degrees C. Yes, and then we spend a fortnight mm. <laughs> at seven degrees C. And then we go to twelve for a minute and then back down to 10. And then we package and then raise it. And it was like, "What?" And it's like, "Oh my god, you need <laughs> to be like, you know, a commercial stenographer to uh to, to get uh get all the details of that." And you're like, "Oh, please, just ferment it, package it, it'll be fine." But it makes a difference.
6: Yeah. And, and well, it's interesting. I mean, you've always said, you know, well, they give you, you know, they say it's uh, you know, high in uh, sulfates or whatever, right. but what are they doing? If you look up a London profile, what do they do after that? Right, the water right. coming out of the tap just as is? What, how do they treat it? Right, right. So it is. you need to take it a little further, but right. you know, sometimes those guys don't give it all. Um, but mm-hmm. you can, I mean...
1: Well, and usually they will if you just they ask Can you say, well... Yeah, I don't mean to say know, they won't, right. it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're busy. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, have yeah. I given you all the information that you need? Good. Then let me let me go back to work. Uh, but but yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. If you don't ask the right questions, I think that's kind of what our other show was about. Was you know, are you asking all the right questions as far as getting yeah. that recipe and getting those ingredients? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So anyway, the the uh, you know the water. I don't do any harm. I don't think with the water. Uh, and i try to stay out of the way on the com- on like most of the commercial beers uh you know if i'm doing a, a uh, you know ne- nebraska cardinal pale or somebody like that i don't use my uh my standard pale ale uh, i don't do that high ca- uh, high uh-huh. uh, calcium high uh
1: well and and i think if you're sulfur. if you're tasting the beer if you've done your your clone attempt and you know the bittering seems really sharp and harsh then probably too much gypsum. Mm-hmm. Yes. If it seems soft and mellow and you're wondering where the bittering is and why it doesn't match, probably not enough gypsum. Right. Because, you know, especially on this show, we're sure the the amount of hops is correct. I mean, we get them in detail and we adjust them for alpha acid, We do yep. all that stuff. And you should be fine. They should be pretty close. Close enough to where you're going, oh, you know... Oh, maybe it's not exactly the same, but boy, you yeah. should be really close. If you're not really close, then there's something weird going on with some other part of your process. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, and tasty. What about?
2: Uh, is that pretty much your 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 water? Yeah, that's pretty pretty much all I do with the water. Um, now, what about the mash? All right. Well, the mash, as I said, I think on the on the last show, I you know I bring uh, i making again twelve gallon batch. So I make I bring up nine gallons of uh, strike water to uh, Anywhere between uh, eight and ten degrees, uh, and you higher. always use
1: the same amount of strike water, yeah. no matter what the gravity of the beer.
2: Exactly, yeah. which
1: is interesting because yeah. that means that your your thickness of your mash is changing. Right, it's either much thinner on a low gravity beer or much right. thicker on a high gravity beer, right. and. I say that it really doesn't matter. People email me doesn't doesn't about yeah. you know. That's why, I'm, that's why know, I get away with it. Yes. It was the mash thickness that you know threw my beer off. And I know it's something else, dude. That's like the last thing to worry about. As long as you're getting conversion, who cares how thick the thing
2: well, is? I've been in. I've been in a, a lot of small breweries. I've been fortunate to brew in a few of them, and the same thing happens to them when they're making bigger beers. They're having thicker mash, right?
1: Because their mash ton isn't going to change the size, size, right? right. It's and always... they're, they're taking full advantage of it. Yeah. Most most commercial breweries are designed with a mash ton designed around average gravity beers. Yeah at the volume of the fermenters and yeah. volume of the brew kettle right go. and so when you want to make a really big beer Deuter you just have to got to go really thick yeah, right. if you want to do a really th- you know low gravity beer you got to go really thin because right. there's the steam jacketing and you know right. all that stuff so yeah they they just change it. willy-nilly they pretty much just change that
2: right so I sort of in that way I sort of conform to the commercial price it's like when I'm making right. a 1048 beer it's all thin and, and it, all right. same as the commercial See, brewery that's I awesome
1: that's awesome I, you know and I'm such a stupid anal retentive bastard <laughs> I'm just like well no it needs to be 1.3 every time, no, every, no, time right. every time every time the hardest
2: part about uh, making you know getting a, started on brew day is like oh I gotta measure like now I gotta measure freaking water too right it's always I fill my bucket up to four and a half gallons twice Throw it in the into the Uh into the Uh the, the, uh, mesh tun and and set it to whatever.
1: And again, you know that time that you save there and that stress that you leave yourself of there. You use it towards other things that are well, just, far more important. Well,
2: or like, just, like, not worry about it. You know, less,
1: the less right. you worry about, the bit. But you can
2: use that that time yeah, sure. yeah, to you know, worry or, about sure. pH or
1: you can worry about your, your fermentation more. Right. Yeah, or make you know? yourself
2: a chicken and sausage sandwich or something. <laughs> you know, extra uh, minutes.
1: Big, big chicken sausage sandwich. Yes, yes. right,
2: right. Yes. right. So, so anyway, so I, uh, I get the starry water up to uh, my nine gallons. Uh-huh. I always know that. Up to uh, between six and t- uh, ten degrees above the... Uh, the strike temperature depending on the, on the, whether it's a, a lot of grain or a little grain basically. right and i usually get like I, I'm, I'm really shooting for one degree below it that allows me to like never you know never stop, never stop above it uh-huh. and i don't mind a little bit below because that's that's fine i, right. I used to always and almost a lot of the beers i'd make of my own i'd always do like a 145 rest mm-hmm. just for no time at all i just like they make that my strike temperature then immediately go up to 150 or 153 or 4, whatever the uh-huh. primary saccharis was. But I stopped doing that. Anyway, so, uh, you know, obviously my, my goal is once I get you know get it to is,
1: well, the mash temp. And, 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 I, and what about mash temp? Is that such a critical aspect of it, of a beer? You know,
2: I treat it that way. I yeah. don't know. I, 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 you well, know, it I, sounds like you're, you know, well, well, start a little low, go a little no, high. No, 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 no. I, no, I get that. I'm within the, what I... The recipe calls for right. it within 30 seconds, most of the time. Okay, yeah. okay.
1: Because, you know, I, I think a, a couple of degrees, one way or the other, you're just not going to know. It,
2: it probably doesn't matter. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, right. i really think it's like
1: I think it's like mash thickness. It's like, well, kind of get in the range. Right. <laughs> you know, if you're doing a loganitas, you better be at the high end. you, you got to right. be around 160, right. you know, 158. you got to be up there. Sure. <laughs> If you're doing, uh, you know, a German, some sort of German Pilsner, you better be in the low range, somewhere around one forty-eight, one fifty, in there.
2: You're saying the middle is really friendly, though. You can do pretty right, much. Yeah,
1: yeah, and everything else. Yeah, okay. be around in the middle. Not a not a big deal. And and the funny thing is, I get people. It's like, well, you know, instead of one fifty-four, I was at one fifty-five. That's why I didn't attenuate as much.
2: I get to It's that. like no. I give people advice like it's that. It's because like, oh. you
1: got you got you got. Crappy fermentation, that's why it didn't attenuate. You know, 154, 155, really not going to make the difference. Unless, like, your thermometer's way off and you're actually at, like, 162. And that's your bigger problem. Right. Now, but in most cases. It's
6: have you ever not made uh, corrections on the, the back end after fermentation to water? Like, add chlorides or sulfates to the finished beer?
1: I never have, but I, I think you could.
2: Yeah. Colin tells us you can't. Colin yeah. Kaminsky.
1: Yeah. It makes
2: perfect sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Round a beer out, chloride. Right. I mean,
1: it's not going to have the same effect as far as like, you know, during mash and, yeah, and fermentation. I mean, yeah. But in overall flavor, I think... It'll you soften, know, like
2: yeah. the chlorides will soften a beer right
1: right right i i i definitely think you can now chad on on your mash now you also again you had uh go back to those fuller's beers Mm -hmm. where what they do is they've got three you know separate separate runnings you know from this one mash and then they blend them back and all that stuff and and did you do that or all
6: right i skipped single infusion okay um so That's one just, thing. you That's could do. my my process, All right? I just wanted to stay true to my process and see what the result was. And man, it was uh, <laughs> well because it gets a
1: little confusing. I think it and does, it, and there's I think it's fraught with some danger. It, definitely, I think it. has I didn't an understand it totally. Well, you know that, that first running is going to be you know really multi-rich, and the second one's going to be kind of like average, and then the last one's going to be real tannic. Mm-hmm. Have you had that? Uh, there's a, a a low gravity beer that they serve at Anchor. Yeah, the and small beer, yeah. Right. And it's quite tannic. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the runnings mm-hmm. off of their barley wine, mm-hmm. uh old foghorn, and then they do the the second runnings and it 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 gets pretty grainy tannic kind of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great beer, but it, you know, it, it is like that. And so, you know, that's that's the kind of character that's happening there. So I think that you know, ensuring that you have enough grain in your your mash tun that you're not over sparging a beer or under sparging you know that's you know that kind of sweet spot has an effect as well mm-hmm. um you know efficiency i've always been an advocate of not chasing efficiency because you know the beer has become more and more tannic uh, the more you more efficient you, your process mm-hmm. becomes mm-hmm. and it's just a you know a fact of life you still make great beer that way and but you know, I think it's it's something to watch out for. So, I think if you're, you know, not quite getting the tannic uh, character, then maybe you need to sparge a little deeper and use less grain, or, you know, if you're not getting quite the rich maltiness of something like a, a old Foghorn or a, you know, Fuller ZSB, you need to sparge less and add more grain. And I think that changes the character as well.
6: Maybe a dry bed on top, try to extract more, or that will make oh, a difference, uh-huh, uh-huh. or... Right, Man. right. So you know, Tasty stirs the hell out of his mash too. He always gets <laughs> dough balls. And well, tell us about that a little bit. No, doesn't you, everybody stir you, the uh, hell out of their mash? You get no? dough
1: balls? I don't.
6: I, I, don't I really eat, don't. I don't, I don't. Can I dough kidding. in? I'm kidding, but I, I'm I
2: ballless. Here's the, here's the here's the secret for today. <laughs> last last time I gave you the nine gallons all the time. Uh huh. I never stir the mash.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It doesn't need it. Right. Yeah. No. What? It yeah. doesn't need it. You mean it doesn't need well, it.
1: how 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 do you dough in?
2: How do I not? Well, do You well, add I, the grain first, no, and then the, the water. No, I, no, I bring the, the, the water. the and gallons, then you add the grain. Nine gallons up the temp. Uh huh. Then I, I add the add the grain.
3: You just
2: you just pour all the grain in. Just pour it in, and it sinks. And you don't touch it. I don't touch. It. Nine gallons
3: for how much grain?
2: Oh uh, well, on my max is thirty-four pounds. So that's uh-huh. about, that's a little over a quart uh-huh. per pound.
3: Chad, you're shaking your head like either you think he's crazy like I do or you do this now, too. I
6: just learned, I mean, from, you know, some commercial breweries as well, you know, up to 15-barrel breweries. So still generally small, I guess, on the smaller mm-hmm. scale. All they do is kind of flatten out the top of their mash. They're not stirring. All they're getting rid of, like, those peaks and valleys up top. Boom, well, let have,
1: it well, but a lot of them have rinks. grist grist hydrators. They do have the hydrators. And that's the grist, correct. Grist hydrator makes a big difference. It because does. As that's correct. As the the milled more grain is coming in, it's sprayed with water, and so it avoids forming dough balls. That's, and that's true. That's, that's that's the reason why in homebrew you really need to stir. Because, but I, I'll tell you, if you if what? You, what
2: do you mean? I've never seen a Need to stir dough in homebrew? We talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you if you you're f- telling me that now? All this beer. No, if, if you uh, add your your grain in a you know gentle continuous manner, you won't get dough balls. Yeah, yeah. but if you dump the whole thing in, you'll get dough balls. Sure. You dump the whole thing in at, at once. Well,
2: I, it's usually in two, two. It's like I have seventeen pounds in one bag, uh-huh. seventeen in another, and I pour the first one in, uh-huh. and I'll pour the slow one in, the second one in a little bit slower. Right. Yeah, sure. But
1: you you may but actually I, I have. Dare, dough balls I
2: dare I dare some of that grain not to get wet. I just dare it. You how, may actually have. How dough balls does it there. hide? <laughs> if it hides, and there's some like uh, physics there that needs to be uh, studied for, like, you know, the Navy SEALs, so they can go you, in the water and you, not get you wet. Have you run
1: a mash, mash
2: paddle through there and, and look for dough balls? Because you'll get dough balls. How do you look for a? Ma- you got like a, a seeing eye camera or camera on your? No, just stir what it. What is it like a submarine? <laughs> you haven't
1: seen dough balls.
2: I well, in a big brew? No, I've never seen one in a in a home my home brew thing. But have you st- stirred? In?
1: Done that? The I used malt? to
2: stir, but I don't. Because right. it I'm something it, to do it, while I was Will weeding.
1: form dough balls. I'm trying and, to and remember. The only the only drawback to that is it lowers your efficiency.
2: Hmm. So. Well, I'm, I don't, I'm not complaining about efficiency. Right. But hmm. uh, you know that the,
3: you know I've I've, I've seen <laughs> if, if you if you just dump that malt in, I see dough balls. Wouldn't Tasty see the dough balls when he empties his mash tun later on? Wouldn't he see a no. bunch of dry grain? Unless you're looking through it, (laughs) yeah.
2: Well, I do. I mean, I see it. I'm like scooping it out with like a about uh, I don't know two pounds at a time, a little small little dish kind of thing. Right. I think I would notice it. Well, compared to the volume
6: in the mash, I mean, a little ball or two. How much is that going to? What does that do?
1: Right. Well, but you can form balls like the size of a small orange.
2: Believe me, I know. Right. so how much yeah. grain
1: is that size of one of my test <laughs> so that <laughs>
2: on a bad so day. The, that grain would be out of the equation it wouldn't be converted of course right
1: right it, yeah. it, the I, problem it, is it doesn't wet it doesn't uh, the enzymes don't activate and you don't get uh,
2: starch converted.
6: And you could have channeling or something too right but we're uh, that, yeah yeah that spot right. or
2: now well i will add in my my no uh, no stir mash uh, i have a really coarse grist by most standards
1: well, and that, that that probably helps to some yeah. some extent. I mean, I, and when I See, when I is... dump my two
2: bags in, I, I I bet I couldn't find a tablespoon of dust mm-hmm. of uh, barley dust in the whole. Oh, good.
1: Thing. See, I, and I'm I'm with you there. You know, the the finer you mill your grain, the more yeah. compact it becomes, and you know the, the 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 way I think it works for the dough balls is you know when it goes in the yeah, every little particle can hold a little pocket of air it's like you know those bugs that dive down in the water and hold a little bubble of yeah, air yeah, with just, them. Yeah, yeah. right you hold physics. that bubble there they get crammed together and they form that ball and it's it's got a, a an outer, outer layer on it and it, it all packs down and when when the yeah. grain is milled really fine yeah. like denny is this big fan of you know, milling the crap out of his grain, I, I really don't I think that, that that, that, that yeah, helps that's you. Terrible, <laughs> and it, but you know, it 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 forms that you know. Then you're going to form
2: those balls. So, what is the advantage out. of milling your, your your grain really fine? Are you going to get quicker extraction? Well, the uh, the theory is that theory is get, that the water can't find the well, starch. Th-
1: yeah, the theory is you're to get better <laughs> extraction, but actually, they've done some studies and they've discovered that. Um, milling a little bit coarser will actually there's a there's a sweet spot mm-hmm. but you you the the finer you mill there's a a point where you start milling too fine and you actually lose efficiency mm-hmm. you know and there's a there's a point a middle point where you have maximum efficiency and it's actually coarser than you know just milling the the crap out of it so
2: is there like a description of of the uh, of the of the grist for that i mean i wish there i is. could tell people i mean like Can you describe it? Like, for instance, I can describe my grist.
1: All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we will describe
4: the look of our grists. Back after this. Hello? Hey, Drew, it's Push. You want to do some lunch?
3: Oh, I can. I'm reading
5: something important.
4: What? Hello? John, it's Push. Hey, this
5: is John, and I'm busy reading right now, so please...
4: What is going on? This is Sven. Hey, you busy? Yeah,
5: I am. I'm reading Gordon's new book.
0: From Brewers Publications and the only homebrewer to win the coveted National Homebrew Competition Ninkasi Award three times comes a complete look at technical, practical, and creative homebrewing. Brewing Brewing Better Beer by Gordon Strong. What sets this book apart is its insistent focus on what's important for the homebrewer. Like a great beer, it's extremely well-balanced. A mix of technical, practical, and creative advice that, if taken to heart, will make your beer a whole lot better. You'll learn Gordon's techniques and philosophy, recipes and tips to take your homebrew to the next level. Brewing Better Beer. Master lessons for advanced homebrewers. Proudly available now from Brewers Publications. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand. Most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now. Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand. The only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter best of all not only does the top tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment but it easily knocks down for long term storage or transport too the top tier brewing stand from blickman engineering learn more at blickmanengineering.com and to find a local blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier
4: Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Brewmasters Warehouse and the brew builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers.
7: Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tail Wagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Members Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Now back to the challenge.
1: Can you brew it? Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your love with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to madadamandeve.com for a limited time only. You get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item of 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Now, see, I got based, based on my listening to satellite radio... I think you can choose those three adult DVDs. And it just, like, give you the three, you know, Donkey and, oh. and the Lady, you know, Midget and the... So you're not yeah.
2: into, the, into, like, Miniature Ponies. Uh, right, yeah.
1: right, right, right. Yeah, it's the stuff I'm into. If you're not into the stuff I'm into, you can actually choose, I think, right. the, the three free DVDs. At least yes. that's what I hear on satellite radio. Okay. Uh, well, maybe they got a better deal than us. No, I don't think so. I think okay. it's you know the the text the copy is it's the same damn shit. The if they have some hot chick reading it, and in no. this case you got you know some fat slob reading it, uh, you also th- <laughs> receive uh, three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift, so essential we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order and. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for the special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type Jamal, J-A-M-I-L, for the free offer code of fun checkout. When you do, you get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code J-A-M-I-L
3: at adamandeve.com. Actually, this one, this code is uh, C-Y-B-I. Oh. C-Y-B-I. Candy, for Can You Brew It? C-Y-B-I. My fault. Oh, well, that's right! Oh, you handed me the wrong copy. I did tell you to replace the code beforehand, but you don't listen. I don't
1: listen. I can listen to you, yeah.
3: Jesus! I'm I'm,
1: I'm no, the star take, of the show. You don't take
3: direction. Either C- one will work, but you want this show yes. to get credit. C Y B I. Yeah, we, yeah, we need the that credit. Credit other show.
1: We need that the freaking Bruce Strong show with those those douchebags, right. all uppity and full of information. Ain't shit there. So C Y B I, can you beat it? At adamandeve.com.
3: I was really trying to find you some good porn music to <laughs> go along with it, but I couldn't, couldn't find anything too quickly. It's all kind of modern. Right.
1: Yeah. It all just makes me laugh. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> I think we can run that as a bed for the entire show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So we were talking about uh, the size of your grist, uh, what your crush is like, and... Uh, well, can you introduce Ch- me again? <laughs> Oh good. <laughs> Chad, Chad uh, uh, was at the uh, the the craft brewers conference in San Francisco. We were all there, and uh, but he was actually like learning stuff in uh, the seminars while we were all out, uh, God knows doing what, and um, forgetting stuff, <laughs> forgetting stuff. So. And and you were the one that told me about this uh, this talk you went to where, uh, you know, by increasing grist size, mm-hmm. uh, you know, loosening up on the crush, they actually improved efficiencies. Tell us a little more about Absolutely.
6: that. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there was a, a chain of small brew pubs uh, basically started to play around with the efficiencies at all the different brew pubs. They're all different systems. Uh, most of them hydrators. You know, uh, in line with the system as in Um but they started looking at the the coarse grind percentages. Uh-huh. Um, this is available from the maltster. Um, you can look it up on their information sheets. It'll tell you a uh, coarse grind percentage, so seventy five to eighty percent for like base malts, uh-huh. and that's the percent of you know coarseness. Um, right. You know, you know, fifteen percent dust and powder, or whatever else. Um, but basically, what they're doing is they're uh, taking their time uh, on sparge as well, so they're, they're doing a coarser grind. Um, they found out that basically uh, didn 't matter what the volume was of liquid, mm-hmm. you know dry mash right, wet right. mash i mean you whatever you want, um, but with this coarse grind, I always like it wet <laughs> <laughs> super wet um, um, no hot, but, uh, warm hot wet, <laughs> but basically they 're doing a coarser grind. And they had efficiencies of 82% mm-hmm. that went up to 90% after a coarser grind. And basically, they determined this by using some sieves. Mm-hmm. Um, they adjusted their mill, did some measurements with a uh, certain set of uh, uh, mill uh, sieves, right. and basically determined a, a certain coarse grind uh, ratio that worked for them. Right. So
1: there's, there's a standard stock set of screens you can buy, they're really fairly cheap. Um, and you can run your you, you run your your grist through that, and that can tell you really what your percentage of course and all this and and, and fines and all that. And if you really want to know what your how your mill's working and and what you're getting, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's really not that expensive. You could buy. Yeah, I suggest like a club goes ahead and buys a set of these screens, mm. and you can really tell. It's uh, you know, it's it's well within the reach of of the average club. And then, so what you're saying is they had a finer crush because they were trying to get more efficiency when yes. you're commercial brewing. The you know, the more efficiency you can extract from the grain, the, the you know, the cheaper it is to produce the beer and the more money you're making. Yeah. You want to make great beer, but you want to make it as efficiently as possible to to save money. And what they discovered was by actually not crushing so fine, efficiency went from eighty two percent up into the nineties for every brew pub. And not just because of that. The other thing they figured
6: out was that the brewer wanted to be more efficient to make it to the bar at the end of the day. <laughs> but you know, everyone talks about being artisanal and brewing, and uh-huh. this is a big deal. The art, blah 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 blah. But they're rushing through their sparge, mm-hmm. so with a quick sparge, they're not right. getting full extraction. Slow everything down.
1: Sparge is that's Slow the major it down. Con- contributor to yes. efficiency. I've always said that. Yeah. So these
6: guys were doing like forty-five minute sparges. They went to an hour and a half. Yeah. All of a sudden, they go up eight point yeah. percent yeah. and. Their mash. Right. Efficiency. It's slow unbelievable. It down, so you'll do much there's better. no rush, especially the
1: homebrew level. Take your time. Right. Um, you know, and you'll definitely get the efficiency up. You can change your efficiency in homebrew sparging, you know, 10, 10% mm-hmm. easy. Mm hmm. Just slow it down. Right. You know, what's the rush? Right. And the difference between 10% is just a moderate runoff. Mm hmm. To just kind of trickling, and it's ten mm-hmm. yeah. percent. So those were the big factors. Uh huh. Uh
3: huh. So while while we're on this topic, just because it really fits here, a question did come through for you guys. They so they just, just want to know, cut and dry. You know, what is the the gap that you guys use on your on your mills? Do you have a setting that you, that is, uh, you know, transferable to another listener?
6: I don't have a number I can throw out there. I, I use my use, feeler. Yeah.
3: yeah. You, you look at it.
6: You know, look at your grist Okay. You know, I. <laughs> That's the best
1: way to tell. I mean, you uh, can right. adjust it, but run you saw the run at a handful it. through and look yeah. at it. Now, yeah. now, Tasty, what is your what is your grist look like?
2: Well, let me answer the other question. A little bit's bit. kind of funny. I think is I have my my grain milled at uh, Moore Beer on, on the on the Tasty setting, <laughs>
1: right? And they yeah they changed what
2: setting they were using before. Yeah, yeah. Some guy used to work there, changed the whole mill thing up. Yeah, and, bastard. Yeah, it was crazy for a while, and uh, <laughs> but they got that all straightened out, and then. I don't even know what I what it used to be. So I have so now that a guy who works there. I just send him my recipe, grinds it all up, and has it ready for me. Uh-huh. I'm really like the the deal there. So you're like saw a my problem fa- child. I saw my face uh, on a banner ad on the BN uh, forum. By the way, we have to
1: we have to See? just take care of them.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so uh, my grist uh, looks like uh, it's uh, look uh, say about eighty to ninety percent of the of the husk are intact. Is they're still paired uh-huh. together? Right. Um, full full husk. Yeah, they look, if you, I think I posted a picture. I posted a picture on Facebook on Sunday, and if you looked at it, you'd say well, like, we haven't ground the grain yet. What's it doing in your mason? Anyway, so but you're seeing the kernels, and inside inside of most of them, there's like maybe four or five bits of uh, mm-hmm. of uh, malt left, and then uh, but but each kernel seems to be be broken into I would say like between twelve and eighteen pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Uh, you know it's crushed but it's still granular it's almost you know it's like not right. sand. The, husk,
1: the husk is still intact right but the contents are crushed right. and this that's one of the purposes of wet milling when they oh, moisten yeah. the the grain first yeah. it allows the husk to remain intact yeah. and you can crush it even a little bit better but the husks
2: stay intact yeah. now I think if you use rollers with uh, mill with it with the rollers going at two different speeds I think the same thing will happen is it'll it'll flip it'll it won't like Smash it and at the same flow and throw it. It'll like spin it, kind of thing. Two different sizes, yeah. Two different speeds on the. <laughs>
1: two different speeds. Yeah. Two different. Uh, you need like two different motors on these, or.
2: Well, no, they're just they're different gears. Different gears, different yeah. size rollers, maybe. Maybe size and yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. Somehow they do it. That's <laughs> oh, okay. a better mill. I think they got that at uh, Oak Barrel actually. Better anyway, I love my grist; it works great. Right. Now, yeah. I did. I did want to add. I didn't mention this in the in the previous segment. Is I also use rice hulls in every batch. Uh, oh. So in that thirty-four pounds, and this is my maximum grain I can put can it in. Adding a bunch of rice well, hulls. Well, a half a pound. Not a. Uh, I don't consider a half a pound a bunch. Uh huh. Uh-huh, but those right. are in there as well. Right. So I again because you don't want to stir. I don't, uh, yeah. So you add in a bunch of rice hulls. Right. Holes. Right. So when I'm done, I when I when I dough in that certainly helps and I hit my strike balls. temperature. I immediately shout out loud, "Mash, I made you my bitch."
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: because I own it, right? Because I, I mean, I didn't take any crap uh-huh. out of it, but I, uh-huh. I drove it. It didn't tell so me. In other words,
1: don't follow the way the tasty does it. Just do it like a sane human being. Stir it up.
2: You can stir it. Yeah, look, get one of those. You don't great need big. to use rice balls. Oh, yeah. Give me one. Get one of those great big mash panels that's made for like a ten barrel system, and use it on your homebrew system. Always want to see pictures of that
1: because it looks, me laugh. cool. <laughs> Cause it
2: looks cool. Because it looks cool.
1: Or two of, people you
2: know. going in. I always like that one, too. You don't
1: want to be following Tasty. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's your mistake right there. I mean, there's other facts. The works, fact, works yeah, for I'm him. just saying. Yeah. I'm in... See, yeah, Consider- he's got the dog hair, he's got the, uh, well, the do rice hulls. The rice hulls and dog hair. He's got a lot of little shit that's wait, going on. I- he makes it sound like, oh, I'm totally normal. Uh, I'm just brewing like the rest of you, but oh, it just works out perfect. But then you you—you you dig a little deeper, you peel back the layers on the onion, and all of a sudden you find all the crazy shit that's going on right there. The See, that's right. There you go. But uh,
6: Jamil, you bring up a great point. You know, don't... Don't worry about some of this stuff. It really concentrate on the stuff that matters. You know, right, like right. like pH is very important. Uh-huh. Uh, calcium level is important for uh-huh. uh, beta amylase function. Um, you know, there's a lot of other things going on in the mash. Don't worry about how much water you got in the mash. Right. Um, look at the the grind. Uh, the grind. Right. Um, you know, slow everything down. I mean, there's a lot of other things you can be doing um, that'll be detrimental to that that mash efficiency. Right, right. So concentrate on the the bigger picture here. Not you know shit. That's five point two five gallons I
1: put in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I think that's, it. A- that's almost mean. And you know, comparatively, you know, the mash is insignificant to fermentation. That's really where the beer happens. I right, think. Right.
2: All you're doing is producing sugar extract. Right. Right. Yeah. But, okay. Now well, I do a 45 minute sparge always. 45 minutes. Part. I could do longer. I'm getting about 74 percent. A list, a list of things. I'm here. getting 74 percent.
1: Right. Slow it down. You. And like you can 84. What do I? What's that mean?
2: Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with Maybe you. I want to get to the bar like those other guys. You can I, speed I up towards the so. yeah, end. I, I
6: think the bigger part is the the majority of it up well, front,
1: right? The first and half. I, I I agree with you there too, and I think you know the interesting thing is so uh, yeah, you want to slowly extract those initial sugars where it's the the rich malty sugars and the rest. It's like I don't want to be extracting any tannins anyways, just blow a bunch of water in there, right? And that's why like the no sparge works as well or batch sparging it's like who cares about that later stuff it's really you know that's where you're adding a bunch of water you know for commercial brewers they want to they need to save you know a few hundred dollars on a batch of beer is significant you know that's profit right there yeah, that'll you for... if you're making the same beer yeah. then you need to worry about that stuff but you know for home brewers you don't need to worry about it. it's like yeah. 50 cents it's, it's a, a hobby dollar. have fun that's it's true like, yeah you know do you really want to make the best beer possible or you want to make the the cheapest beer possible. You know, it's it's a, you know it's like you know
2: tasty. You want a no stir. You want a, or, or, they should yeah. want a no stir like me. That's so much fun. Right. <laughs>
1: they're they're looking to make the best beer possible, and that's why they, they they follow these these methods because they don't really care about whether it's efficient or not. It's exactly. the ha- what kind of beer am I making? How's it taste? And that's a question you should always be asking yourself. You know, you know am, I, am I making better beer? Exactly. And by you know chasing things like stupid things like efficiency, you're you're not making better beer. Right.
2: Yeah, that won't get no. you to shot. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's I mean, right
6: the flavors of the beer. That's yeah,
2: right. I didn't, I didn't win because I had good efficiency.
1: Should we call up
6: Rodney and ask, ask him? I mean, he's Rodney? Rodney? Went,
2: uh, who are you talking about, Rod? <laughs> <coughs> oh, Mr. Longshot.
1: Mr. Longshot. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, let's, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk. We're going to let Tasty finish his thought. And then we're going to talk about fermentation back after this.
5: What's up, BN Army? Chip Walton
6: here with Brewing TV, and we've got something very nice on tap for you. Actually, it's on Firkin. Jake and Mike go behind the curtain and learn what it really takes to make an authentic cask beer at Summit Brewing Company. They pull on the green gloves and hammer some bone. Hammer that
5: bone hard. Episode 36 Gone Firkin. Online now at BrewingTV.com. Offer brew, brew for all.
4: Okay, I rolled a 15 and I get a plus 2 from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way! You had to beat a 24. It's schizo This sucks! I just failed versus oxidation! Our party is fracked! Doug's the only one left and his beer is a Berliner Weiss!
2: What's this? A tea party?
4: Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost! Is that an actual beer?
2: Yeah, I crafted it.
4: I don't
0: really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, drizzle, spalt, and fart? Why yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the Sci-Fi Convention showstopper number eight. Make 10th level
7: at northernbrewer.com. Nico listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and To the next meeting. Kids.
6: Come on, let's get out of here.
7: I'm supposed to have more lines. So I'm the professional. <clears throat> You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans.
2: Because everyone likes it in a can.
7: Tasty Crack Cans.
2: Tasty Crack Cans.
7: Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way.
4: A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude,
7: doctrine, or principle.
0: If you love craft beer, you're already
1: a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style.
0: Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer
1: as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer.
4: Hero, what's you feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah!
5: <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. Woo! It's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it, Tasty.
1: All right. So, Tasty, oh, yeah. you wanted to say something before we went to break?
2: No, we were talking about uh, Rodney and, and Longshot, <laughs> Mister Longshot. That, well, that's how I was talking about. Were well, we at something else. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's Some, see. I was trying to cogent to the discussion. Right, that was okay. four minutes ago. Tasty. Uh, all right. right. Well, the last thing we yes. were talking about yeah, is his memory is, doesn't last that uh, so long. Uh, my, my forty-five minutes barge, which I thought was uh-huh, was uh-huh. fine. Um, I don't I don't test for conversion, but I, I'm pretty sure that I'm always like mashing for twice as long. Uh-huh. I do follow the uh, at least the uh, mashing schedules that are on the recipes. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. as as we give them, uh-huh. just to make sure that, you know, follow the procedure. And uh, my just for a point of reference, my mash tun is direct fired, so mm-hmm. I maintain the mash temperature uh, within a degree the whole time. That's okay. ready to go. All right And, okay, so other than uh, – no, we should talk about fermentation, of course, right?
1: Well, you know what? I'm thinking, um, you know, fermentation is such a big subject about, uh, you know – uh, Clone beers and how we adjust for to match the fermentation of the, the big the big brewers. I think um, and we got a bunch of questions in the chat. We're kind of running out of time. Let's go ahead and answer the questions in the chat room and uh, you know if you're listening live, you can always go to uh, the and you can join in the chat. You just type in any any name you want there and no passwords necessary. And you can participate, ask questions of the show, and we cover those at the end of every show. Uh, So let's do that, and we'll kind of reserve the the topic of uh, fermentation because it's a big topic uh, for a future show. So uh, what we got, Justin?
3: And also, uh, people are always asking how do we find the live shows? The your your best and most accurate way and timely way is to sign up for our Twitter account, twitter.com slash brewing network, and we do that and tell you when we're doing the live shows because our schedules are all so crazy now that, that Jamil has a real job and right. the rest of us don't. It just gets crazy, so hey, hey, we hey, never hey, know I when we're do doing these job. shows. Your job's only partially real, We've <laughs> never none of it's us have ever you. none of us have ever actually seen it.
2: It's <laughs> so, not in the beer world, <laughs> right? Yeah.
3: Okay, uh, here's Stun, one for you. Tasty. Wearing pajamas,
2: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. partially real. Yeah, if you, only, if you don't get dressed and go anywhere, you're know, not working. Right.
3: Uh, all right. Uh, did Tasty use? Uh, well, I guess the question is which profile? Which profile did t- water profile did Tasty use for his Firestone Walker beers? Uh, depends on actually, the beer. Actually here's the question. Was it one of your oh. one of, was it one of yours or was it the the one given in the interview? now so this is a good question of how you take uh, can you brew it? You tell us that you have two water profiles. Right. But a lot of times in the interviews they give you a specific water profile. So if given a specific
2: water profile, yeah, I would use Which what wa- you would use that. But we weren't given one by Firestone Walker, were we? You weren't. No. Okay. No, remember that.
1: So, so Matt mentioned something about about water
2: adjustments. But you just add gypsum? Can yeah, a certain PPM, I think. All right.
3: So the Union Jack, you would have probably just used your
2: pale ale water profile. Yeah, the, the bigger one. The, right. Which, yeah. Yeah, high calcium and high sulfate. Yeah. Okay.
6: <laughs> I have the Firestone Walker profile if you want it.
2: There you go. The water profile? Yeah. Give it. Give it to
6: us. 75 calcium, 12 magnesium, 35 sodium, 120 sulfate, 100 chloride.
3: Yeah, boy,
1: Chad. They you are. Okay. Asking, ye shall receive. Yeah.
3: You good job. Go. So here's a good question for you guys. Uh, I don't know what his name is in the chat room here, but since you've started Can You Brew It? Um, what is something that you assume to be true that you have since found out to be different? I guess he just means about brewing in general.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good question. And and usually we, we'll point them out per show. But one that really leaps out in my mind was the Nugnia One Hundred, mm-hmm. and I actually got a chance to meet uh, Shittle at uh, at the CBC. He actually came up. I was up on cool. stage for the for the yeast panel. And he comes up. He goes. Oh, I just want to introduce myself. Oh, what a great guy! I love that guy. Nice. Yeah, big hug. And you know, I, I, I would have loved to have spent a whole bunch of time with him. He's uh, he's fascinating and intelligent guy. Um, but the, the thing that really struck me, I think that was one of the the. Well, no, there's been a couple, but one of the things was, um, you know, that beer was just pale ale malt and like roast barley. And we all swore that it had crystal malt in it mm-hmm. and tasty brewed it, and we're like, well, maybe that's like you know suffering the trip from you know overseas to here, and that's why tasty brewed it, and it tastes like it's got crystal malt in it, yeah, I know what it's, it's like was. you get enough you know base malt up there, and you know it just it was amazing so i was I was stunned if you asked me to replicate that beer without talking to the brewer. I would have added crystal malt. Yeah. And there was none in there. And it and it worked out. And and another one was when we did one of the very first beers, like the Pullman uh Pullman Brown, Brown. Yeah. And um Flossmore Station was it? Yeah, Pullman yeah. Brown. The uh I missed the gravity by ten points and it was still everyone's like cloned. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Hmm. It's sure enough, it, you know, it, as long as the attenuation was the same, the beer tasted the same. There was still enough residual there, hmm. so I was shocked by both of those.
2: Okay, when they caught me by uh, kind of, I think I learned a lot from, or was at least surprised was the brown sugar right where. Uh, first, mm. first thing mm. I learned was that I actually had some uh, uh, beer flavor memory. I didn't th- think that I really did. Like, <laughs> I, so when I when I tasted the uh, the our clone. A clone attempt. It was like, wow, really hobby. But this tastes like I think brown sugar does taste like this Uh when it's young. Uh And then when we, uh, you know, tasted their their older version, it was all like malty and shit like that. So it's kind of interesting how uh, the time does make a big difference on the beer line, right? So that was surprising to me.
1: How about you, Chad?
6: Uh, Sorry, I was uh, kind of zoning out there. What was the question?
3: (laughs) I think Chad learned that he's a good brewer. Is a good what if, oh,
1: what have I learned from Kenya Brewing? Right, right. Well, um, what was surprising? What to you? You Oh, surprising! Like, I yeah, think it was an excellent question. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um. The you
6: beers. know, uh, the biggest thing to me is everyone using this English ale yeast at a low temp. Right. Right. I'm blown away by that, to be honest, and getting the characteristics of an 001 California. Right.
1: Well, it's it's a little more characterful. It is. A,
6: you know. It's a cleaner profile. Right. And it's a very interesting uh, aroma. You know, with the hops and things like that, it does make a difference.
2: You get all the benefits of the English well. <laughs> with pretty much the flavors of the. Uh, that's condo. what's blown me well, away, probably, this candy brew. And, I, and
1: the thing I think I learned was a greater appreciation for 007, <laughs> mm-hmm. the dry English. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're going to use for one of our beers at Heretic. <laughs> yeah, cool. Because I'm like, well, wait, you know, I, we really? were looking at 001, and I'm like, well, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think, you know, it's it's lacking in character. It just it doesn't have quite the oomph that I'm looking for. I need a little <coughs> more fermentation character. I still want it dry. I still want it fairly clean. And, you know, let's try 007. And, bam, it worked. It was like, wow, that's everything I'm looking for. It was actually drier mm-hmm. with a little more fermentation character. Wow, that it really brightened up the beer. I'm like, yeah, 007. Well, that's great.
6: That's been a cool thing, you know, it's playing with these different yeasts. You right, know, i have right. been like, ah, English, man. Oh, one.
1: Well, and that, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> another one was that fermentation profile with the uh, mm-hmm. with the Fullers. I mm-hmm. was like, ah, oh, nah, don't. Yeah, I think I probably put in the notes. Ah, screw that. Don't don't follow that. Yeah, just ferment it. minute. And uh, now I think it makes a Made difference. difference. So. Yeah, yeah, that what do I know? stuff's cool.
3: I don't know anything. Hmm. All right, and maybe one last question we can squeeze in here. Uh, this was back when you were talking about sparging, tasty. And uh, listener uh, Fishy in the chat room wants to know if you can fix over-sparge tannin flavor, I guess, with gelatin, is the question. Is that something that drops out? Yeah, well, something to
1: pull tannins out. Yeah? You might be able to, yeah. Okay. if you can find with something that binds with tannins, you should be able to reduce the tannin content and then,
3: you know and are there any signs that you can look for other than just tasting it and i think maybe he means while you're sparging maybe he means for the you know so you know before you oversparge
1: well you know two things to measure or you know three things to measure but really temperature isn't that important as long as ph is under control mm-hmm. so ph is probably one of the the prime ones cuz if your ph you keep your ph low enough you you shouldn't extract as much tannin Character, And the other is your gravity of your sparge. If you're sparging and it's, you know, less than 10-10, two Plato, 2 Plato, um, uh, you know, once you drop below 2 Plato and if your pH is starting to rise, which you can do, um, unless you're adjusting your sparge water, then you're going to extract in it. So if you can... Um, you know, kind of keep an eye on those things. I think that that makes a big deal. And, you know, the whole hot hot temperature of the sparge getting too hot, I
3: think, um, again, you know, it's very pH-related and, you know, uh, concentration-related. Hmm. Okay. All right. It looks to me like all we have time for from the chat today.
1: All right. So the rest of you people, Justin, deem to you. I uh, cut you Gordon. off. Yeah. <laughs> if you have questions, you can always send them in to... Uh, Bruce strong at the brewing com those guys will answer them for they'll me. answer yeah they'll, they'll go on
3: and go on. on and
1: on the dudes won't shut up <laughs> they like the diarrhea of the mouth yes make all you right. sorry you asked <laughs> that's right sorry you asked. right
3: <laughs> all right okay.
1: all right so another fine show thank you very much for for joining us and if you get a chance Check out uh, thebrewingnetwork.com. dot There's a store there. There's lots of great items in there. You can sign books. You can't get them anywhere else. You can get uh, t shirts, glasses, hats, all sorts of goodies that'll make you look awfully cool. And you'll uh, when you're going to your favorite beer bar and all that. So, if you get a chance, uh, check it out and uh, join us again in two weeks for another fine episode of Kenyan Brewing. Until then,
2: a brew strong and open.